I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm David Asman, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, October 19th, 2020. I'm Trey Yinks. Massive protests have erupted in Thailand against the government. We've seen scores of Thai people going into the street defying the curfew and the decree, and they took Uh, social media to organize and mobilize despite authorities trying to close down and arrest some of them. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. Tension around the world continues amid the coronavirus outbreak. The virus hasn't stopped people from protesting and demanding change. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from you're not freeling a senior Fox News field producer, about important stories over the past week not related to the virus. Starting first in France, that stands out among a growing list of countries fighting off new infection spikes. French officials confirmed more than 32,000 new coronavirus cases in a 24-hour period over the weekend. A curfew went into place this weekend, affecting 20 million people in Paris and eight other cities. Now to the United Kingdom, where hundreds protested new lockdown restrictions in London, With more than 700,000 total cases and rising numbers, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is implementing local lockdowns in a number of areas. A three-tier system now classifies areas based on their levels of infection. Finally, in Switzerland, restrictions went into place Sunday on gatherings. Masks must now be worn in all public indoor places, and people may only gather in groups of 15 or less. With more than 3,000 daily cases, the country of just 8.6 million may see an even tighter lockdown in the coming weeks. These are all extremely important updates, but there continue to be other major stories developing around the world. The protest in Nigeria has started about 10 days ago on October 8th. This is Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. Protesters have been calling to dismantle a police unit called the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, the SARS unit, who are known for their notorious uh, brutality um, in response and which is a bit ironic, the police used tear gas, water cannons, and sometimes live ammunitions against the demonstrator, killing 10 and wounding dozens. Um, the demonstration started when a video surfaced on social media of one of the officers of the SARS unit shooting a young man. It was unclear what caused the shooting or what happened, um, and he killed, the young man has died. Um, and so many people, including um, women and young people, have taken to the street. The government declared at one point that they are willing to dismantle or abolish the SARS anti-unit. But however, um, from reports in the local media, it has heard that the members have been integrated into other units, and a new unit, unit will be formed instead of it. So they're not, they're just, you know, messing with promising false uh, promises. Uh, The demonstration has sparked again after the announcement calling for a true reform within the police. Dozens have been arrested and according to Human Rights Watch, many have been denied to see lawyers. Um, We are aware of another report by Amnesty of detained journalists and um, police brutality, especially against them. That's a major story that needs to be followed, especially when it comes to detaining journalists. I mean, there's a lot of different angles to this story, but I saw there was an assassination attempt on a governor in one of the Nigerian states. I think it gives you a sense of how dangerous some of these demonstrations can be. 
Yes, and Nigeria is also fighting a long-standing battle between against ISIS operatives of Boko Haram in their region. Um, it's a very troubled country. It's a very rich in terms of African um, resources. resources. And But again, it's something that we need to uh, take notice. I think that, again, like most of the stories that we bring to the podcast, the international community, apart from the NGO, needs to be um, putting an eye on it and looking in further into this, especially when democracy and police brutality and freedom of the press yeah, ab- absolutely. are addressed. Yes. I want to shift now to another group of anti-government protests that happened over the past week in Thailand. There were some really iconic images of umbrellas being used, very similar to what protesters in Hong Kong would do when they faced off with riot police. We saw the same thing in Thailand over the weekend. Yes. Um, you also mentioned the bond between Hong Kong and Bangkok and Taiwan. So this is called the Milk Tea Alliance. It has an online democratic solidarity movement between the three countries, between the opposition or pro-democracy oppositions in these three countries. Um, the demonstration started out five days ago, and uh, they were calling to defy an emergency decree that was put by the king um, to uh, stop public gathering and to put on an active curfew. Um, 70 people have been arrested um, and we've seen scores of Thai people going into the street defying the curfew and the decree and they took uh, social media to organize and mobilize and uh, cooperate between the two of them, despite authorities trying to close down and arrest some of them. Um, the P- they're calling the prime minister to resign. He took uh, office back in 2014 in a coup attempt. And about a year and a half ago, the monarch, the, the Thai king, have um, appointed him again as the prime minister disregarding an election that took place and some have said that it was a fraudulent and it was bought because again have we seen in similar cases um, the leader who sometimes are very authoritarian regime or very strong person or a military person they want to reign regarding disregarding the public opinion so we've seen sporadic um, demonstrations since June 2019, but they have been getting stronger and stronger this weekend. Some of them in social media have said that they've been inspired by the Belarusian that have been demonstrating for three months on similar occasions. Um, the emergency decree is going to be standing until November 13th. Right now, as I said, the protesters are disregarding it and they're getting more and more uh, stronger and more persistent. So we'll have to monitor this as well. You've been listening to You're Not Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. We'll be right back. I don't know what it is about these demonstrations that you see a photo and it often sums up such a larger struggle. And there was a photo this weekend also from Thailand that showed these police lined up rows and rows of officers against these civilians who are looking for meaningful change. And it's an image that we've seen, almost a connecting thread, whether it's here in the Middle East or around the world when it comes to sort of pushing back against 
governments and police brutality and a long list of items that often are intertwined together as a result of the way that countries operate. True. It's interesting to to mention that um, the protesters, mainly the young people, have uh, adopted the three-finger rise from the Hunger Games. Um, and you would see, apart from the umbrellas that we've seen, the strong videos, that of young people with their mask, mainly because of COVID-19, but also because of the tear gas, are standing against the police. They're calling to uh, long live the people, and they're raising the three fingers up in the air. And this is, I think, as you mentioned, some iconic pictures are coming out out of Bangkok. Yeah, it's really symbolic. I want to shift to our last story now, not having to do with protests or demonstrations, and that is a story out of Tanzania and a fire that has erupted around Mount Kilimanjaro. What do we know about this fire? It took five days for the people of Tanzania and the Kilimanjaro National Park to get a hold of the fire. It started out in a base camp. Uh, probably because of negligence of the tourists there, but it has caused a significant damage to the unique ecosystem of the Kilimanjaro. The Kilimanjaro is the highest peak in Africa. It is a source of great pride in Tanzania, um, and also it's one of the major uh, tourist attractions there, apart from Ngorongoro and the Gombe and Serengeti National Parks. Um, the fire broke last week and was... Uh, raging for a few days amid strong winds and dry weather. It took almost a week and a half for local volunteers and firefighters to get a hold of it. It started out, as I said, in the camp, um, and the tourists have been evacuated from from the mountain. Some have stayed and helped their local people. The mountain is a UNESCO World Heritage Site and has a very unique ecosystem, which is called endemic vegetation and animal. Endemic means that they're only growing or living in this specific area, and that's why it's so unique. And it's probably going to take several years until this will, um, the mountain and the ecosystem and the animals and the vegetation will recover and go back to normal. It's amazing how much damage wildfires can do and how they erupt in all different parts of the world. I mean, we saw the United States struggling with wildfires this year. Australia last year really was hit hard by wildfires. And now Tanzania working to get this under control. I want to go to our last story, our good news story of the week that might not come as a surprise has to do with animals. What is it? We're talking about the two baby twin pygmy lorries that were born on August 26th in Azui, Illinois. They have only been presented now. They're so tiny. Each one of them is the size of half a palm of your hand. Um, they don't have a name yet, so if you have any ideas, please, please contact the zoo or give us a call or send, drop us a line. Um, they are considered to be an endangered species mainly because of their habitat in Vietnam is undergoing um, horrible deforestation process. Um, and that's it. So, Mazaltov, and happy birthday for the two baby pygmy lorries. I had to look up what a lorry was. It's a monkey with like huge eyes. It looks like a gremlin. It looks like a flying squirrel. Sweet version of the gremlin, I think. Oh, they're really cute. They're cute. Well, thank you for that. A good news story amid some very difficult stories to cover this week. You're not feeling a senior Fox News field producer. Joining us once again on the Fox News Rundown Global Pandemic Podcast. You're not. Thank you. 
Jay, thanks for having me. See you next week. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.